Ah. Ah. strokes are uh, interesting. Yeah. They're, um... I mean, I'm liking the lines. Um... The 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 bouncy castle. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm trying to work that out. With with all the birds jumping on it. Y- yeah, they jumping as if they don't have wings, but they do have wings. They clearly have wings. Yeah, yeah, and and Tony Hawk's head just floating in the sky like the sun. Yeah, but it sort of looks like it's twisting in on itself. Yeah. Although, um, I've got the, the brochure here, actually. Apparently yeah. that is a representation of, like, um, sound and, and just... I suppose, like, the twisting in is a bit like an ear, maybe? Maybe. It's supposed to be like, you know, I guess, stuff you hear. Ah, stuff you hear. I see. That mm. does make sense. That does make yeah. sense. And I, and I suppose, like, the the bouncy castle is something we saw or, or did, or, or did. Yeah. yeah we might have played on the bouncy castle I guess oh pl- that, yeah that's quite playful to play yeah there. yeah okay yeah, yeah and then there's like the giant floating marble yeah do you, I mean do you think that's like a representation of the fragile nature of existence or I, I mean it could be that or it could be a representation of something much more media consumption based yeah Oh, oh, because oh, it is like one of those tiger's eye marbles. Yeah, so. it's 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 rolling around seeing everything. It's things we've seen. Oh, well, I think if I was going to get stuck in a, a surrealist painting, I don't think I could have done better company than you. Well, life. exactly. Oh, I see the name plaque there. Oh, queer and pleasant strangers. Oh, I guess that explains our presence. Well, I suppose so. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch up and talk about our weeks and do silly skits and voices and such. How are you doing on this day? Ah! Uh, 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 it's time for some corn screaming. You gotta go scream at some corn. Corn screaming for all. It's fine. I gave you head pats. It's you okay. It's pats. okay. Head Thank pats. Thank you the head pats. Oh. If only I was more subby, that would really work. <laughs> <laughs> On the day we record this, I am. I've stopped doing the screaming feeling oh. because I'm now like more excited slash anticipating slash anxious about the fact that we're recording this the day before uh, Gender Euphoria goes. But, 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 yeah, but. the morning after we record this, my my third book goes up for, for sale and it's the first time I've done an anthology and it's terrifying. There's so many things I have to organise and so many people I have to keep track of. You've got some amazing stories, though, from yeah. just very diverse and interesting and people. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just dreading the part where I have to put it all together and make it into a book. And the bit where I have to write a lot of a book. Mm-hmm. That's always the hard bit. It's all—it's easy to go like, oh yeah, I'll write a book about this. But then you have to actually write a book. That is true. Yeah, you do have to write a book. You do have to actually write a book at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, all we can say right now is it's going up on Unbound. Uh, yeah. Well, by the time that people hear this, it'll already be up. Uh, it's up on Unbound. Uh, it is going to be a roughly eighty thousand word paperback book. Uh, a little over 15 contributors, uh, on top of myself, who all come Ooh. from different diverse non-cisgender backgrounds. Um, 
and all have unique stories to tell um, that I think sort of encapsulate the theme of the book, which is just really positive experiences of gender euphoria, moments where someone who is not cis uh, explored gender and was like, ah, this was a really f- affirming, positive, lovely experience I had. Mm-hmm. Just an upluf- uplifting, positive trans book in a time when everything's a bit scary for the trans community. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll be a, uh, hopefully that'll be well received. If you're interested, you can pre-order a signed copy now by by looking for Uncomfortable Labels by Laura Dale on Unbound. There's a bunch of reward tiers. One of them has like an enamel pin. So you go to Uncomfortable Labels and then look for like a related story? Uh, that or just, just look for, look for uh, Gender Euphoria. Gender Euphoria on Unbound. There'll be a link in the description. There'll be a, there'll be a link. Check my Twitter. I will have plastered links everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I can probably find out what the... Uh, the URL would be unbound.com forward slash books forward slash gender dash euphoria would be the URL. You can't see it currently, but I can see it. Ooh. I can see it. That's a very nice design. Yeah, I know, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, but this isn't a show for self-promotion. Not entirely. Should we talk about things we've played this week? Things we've played? Well, goodness. I've not played a huge amount. I, I played... I suppose I have played a huge amount. We played a lot of uh, board games together this week. Yeah, I I played a lot of two things, and yeah. I played some other of other things. Okay, should we start with the things we played together, maybe? Sure, let's talk about them boarded games. Yeah, where do we want to start? Uh, War of the Worlds, I think, was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, we played some more of that War of the Worlds board game. One War of the Worlds New Age. Yeah, a new wave. Uh, one player is the the uh, the invaders, and one is Martians. the humans, and. Uh, I feel like both our games were a lot closer this yes. time. They were a lot better balanced than our previous games. Yes. They both came very down to the wire. We played with a new expansion. We we played with the Irish Sea expansion. Uh, that, that is definitely a fairly defendable position yeah. um, that is provided if you can get over there. If you can get over there. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've found like with a lot of games of, of War of the Worlds is... It doesn't seem to come up very often that the humans actually end up getting the boats, and they're so useful. I know, right? Like, the one game I remember you doing the best as a human was where you got both the boats really early. Got both boats really early, and I sort of just pinted them up to the top of the country and just kept shooting the invasion ship. Yeah, yeah. Getting those boats is... And and same for the tanks. I wish the tanks and the boats were a bit more common, Mm -hmm. because honestly, they feel needed. I think there's three tanks and two boats in that entire shop deck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Irish Sea expansion has, like, a couple of regions on it that have special uh, abilities. Like, one will just give you, like, money every turn, and one has an automatic single defense, and it can do a shooty. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to have additional options, because on the mainland, like... Any place you can base yourself is basically as good as any other. Pretty Maybe much. you want to be up north so that you can be shooting at the uh, the the production base. Maybe you want to be down south so you're near where the ships spawn. Other than that, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't seem to. Yeah, which is why it's kind of nice to have places with specific upgrades on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a uh, two-player asymmetrical deck building game. You start with a deck of ten cards or eleven if you're playing with the expansion. And you can basically carefully trade them out or use the, the costs on them to get extra bits from a, a, a shop row of, of five cards. And Which that's... is unique to each side, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's obviously some crossover mechanically. Yeah. 
But they're yeah. differently flavoured, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think the it's like the the research, the like the search dog. Yeah, is look at your opponent's hand for the humans, but for the aliens, it's like this spider with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but basically mechanically the same move. Yeah, um, it's it's an all right game. It always feels like it's over very quickly. It's it's quite a short game. It doesn't feel like a lot of the mechanics in the game are even possible to get to most yeah. of the time. So I don't know if that was a design issue. There's the fact that the the manual is absolutely chock full of spelling mistakes. Yeah. And I... one thing I noticed more playing it this weekend was that like the cards feel like if you played on a humid day they just fucking melt. I I can't disagree with that. It's not a quality product, no. which is a real shame. Yeah, it's there is definitely some some fun to be had with it, but yeah. it's it's not one of those games that I would go, this is the most mechanically amazing game and everyone needs to play it. Mm. We have it and we will have fun with it in the future. Yeah, undoubtedly. But like, I wouldn't say you have to rush out and get it right no. now. And I definitely wouldn't say that it's worth paying however much extra for the minis. The minis are nice. Oh, yeah. You can buy the minis on their own and maybe like, I'm going to paint me a tripod. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But I, I, like, it comes with perfectly serviceable cardboard standy ones. Yeah. Although, popping them in and out of the little stands, I don't know how long that's going to have them looking nice. Yeah, that is that is a good observation. Always a risk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what did we play? Uh, we played some Stuffed. We did. Which is that one we've talked about before where uh, it, it's one of those like, Yahtzee-esque dice rolling ones where you've mm-hmm. got to get combinations of symbols on, on dice, but you've got the ability to like spend a dice to re-roll the rest of them to try and get the things you're looking for. Yeah, it helps like if you understand the dice themselves because everything's got like one of everything except the fours, of which it has yes. two of. And knowing that you can swap three of a kind for uh, a coin uh, yeah. or four of a kind for an advantage card. And advantages could be... Like, it could be an extra character to have on your team, which might yeah. get you closer to having, uh, like, getting yeah. rid of a burden or getting to the final mission. Yeah. It could be an opportunity to re-roll a number of yeah. dice. It's it's basically roll dice to ultimately recruit cute little uh, animal friends to your team. Uh, roll dice to get rid of burdens to, like, get rid of your depression. Uh, Get rid of the things that held you back in life. And then roll dice to do the final mission. Um, It's never a particularly long game. No, it's about 20-30 minutes. Yeah, but it it, it feels the right pace for the kind of game it is. Yeah, and the artwork's beautiful. Oh, god, yeah. Like, the, the artwork... Like takes what would have otherwise been like, yeah, it's a pretty good game, and is like, okay, yeah, that that tips it over into being really good. Because there's there always those times when you just flip over one of the cards in one of the um sort of shop rows, and you're just like, oh my god, it's so oh, cute! Every time the bats the come bats up, the bats, the bats are adorable. Oh, that giraffe is so cute, it's so dopey looking. Yeah, oh, it's it's a good, cute little game. It's, uh, I mean, the art was is what turned me onto it initially, but it mm. is a really good, fun game. It's. It's nice to have one of those dice rolling uh, resource gathering t- type games that so much of like every resource you add, like every time you recruit a new character, it basically makes it easier for you to keep re-rolling, keep specifying what you want and to get to the things you want more effectively. Mm-hmm. Like your your dice rolls are less random the further into the game you go, which is great. Yeah. Uh, what else did we play? We played Binding of Isaac Four Souls. We did. 
Uh, Since you've been playing so much Binding of Isaac uh, recently. I've gotten really back into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Binding of Isaac Four Souls. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, we, we had a game where we were both like really stockpiling quite powerful uh, loadouts. Yeah, and, and still sort of having a decent go at the the monster row. Because very yeah. often I find, because most of the monsters in that monster row are like you have to roll a four or above on a yeah. d6. And it feels like, I'm, I'm going to wait until I can yeah. power up my die or power it, up my health or something. Yeah. It helped that we both had things that were, uh, items that were going to either let us heal damage or prevent future damage, which meant we were a little sturdier early on to, to try yeah. and fight things. Um, yeah, we had a really nice balanced game of that. Yeah, because usually what happens is you're really aggressive and I'm really timid and you win. Because yeah, it's... it's like, I took the chance and got all the souls. Yeah, the, the, the thing I've, I've learned about that game is early on, just take some risks. Because, like... It... You've got less to lose. Yeah, that's it. You've got less to lose. And... It's it's worth deliberately buying up stuff you might not actually want just so that you can be a bit aggressive and have something that you can throw away mm. if needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you won that one. You, had a, you had a real nice loadout by I the end. <laughs> Most of a table by the end. Of it. Oh god, we both did. Yeah. We I I had that Steam sale voucher that was letting me get <laughs> things for half price, which was like I was buying stuff real quick until you were like steal t- steal three coins, steal three coins, steal three coins. I will never get money again. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful artwork, all the stuff you know from the game, and yeah. probably a few extra bits as well. I, I, I like how simple it makes the combat mechanic. It's basically, yes. roll above this number to do damage. If you roll under that number, you take this much damage. It's a really simple thing to glance and go, I know how good my odds of beating this are. Yeah, and it helps that like there are ways of modifying the dice. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, and you know there are power ups to re-roll things. There are power ups where if you roll something, or if anyone rolls like a four or something, you might get to like yeah. grab a loot card. Or uh, I had that one that was like every time I do an attack roll, it knocks the number up by one, so it was slightly easier for me to hit those targets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I like the sheer variety of different items available in that game. Yeah, it it does make replaying a nicely varied experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. What else have you played this week? Oh, I have played a lot of modified Minecraft. Yeah, tell me about your adventures uh, building things in a void in space. Uh, well, I started off playing um, Feed the Beast Academy because mm. I heard it had like a whole training section at the beginning to teach you about the mods. Ooh. I was like, that sounds interesting. And I did it. It took about five minutes. And when it, I was dropped into the world proper, I was like... I don't really know how to get started here. <laughs> I like, there is a, a book with it that's just like, hey, do these things. These are the things you probably want to aim for. But there, there comes to a point sort of just out of, out of the start of that where you're suddenly like, I don't know all these mods. Yeah. I'm going to have to now look at like six or seven different wikis to work out like what my next step is. Yeah, what, what the progression path looks like. Yeah, because, like, do I want to go into actually additions or Tinker's Construct or, you know, any number of other things is it, or, or, yeah. or Botania? It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've, I've had instructions on all of these things. Do I want to try and build a computer next? Or would I be better off getting some tools to get, do something else in the meantime? Yeah. I've also been playing uh, Sky Factory 3. Okay. Which is, you start in an endless void on top of a tree, 
that is on top of a single block of earth, and that's it. That sounds terrifying. It is terrifying. If you if you fuck up in the first five minutes, that's it. Game over. All I, done. I keep watching you walk very close to the edges of this platform you're making, and every time I I I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. Uh, it's not much better when you're playing it. Like basically, there is uh, if you hold shift, you'll crouch, and you can get as close as you like, and you won't fall off the edge. Okay. But I find myself just like my it's like my finger is really starting to hurt because. <laughs> really pounding this it, shift key. It would be like, nice if there was a press rather than hold to crouch. Yeah, it feels option. like it needs a toggle option. Yeah. Because it's really stressful. Yeah. It's like I have lots to do in this area. Um, like I went to the nether. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the nether will probably still have stuff in it. I've played Skyblock, Splock, Skyblock games where the nether was just normal, the nether. Yeah. This one? Nah. I, I've heard you make some sounds of terror. <laughs> Um, there was a time I wasn't quite paying attention because I'd been like nerd poling up yeah. to the top of a load of cobble and then hammering it <gasps> to get uh, gravel. Did you, did you almost hammer through the floor? I almost zoned out and hammered through the floor. <laughs> oh no. Um, there was I... a thing where I didn't realise that I hadn't lit something correctly and a zombie snuck up on me while I was um, <laughs> mining cobblestone from my cobblestone oh. generator. And luckily I fell, like I, I dug the bottom out of the water spout which meant I fell into the pool of water. So it's just like, okay, I can just swim back up the water. If the zombie will just fuck off, I will just pop out the hole I fell down. It will be fine. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, the the hearing, hearing you clench every muscle in your <laughs> body at once. Yeah, it's it's been oh. stressful. Ah, um, Yeah, what about you? Have you got any others? Uh, I played through all of The Last of Us 2. You did. Um, I I'm still trying to unpack exactly how I feel about that game. Um, there are moments where it is a a brilliantly put together uh, piece of character work. There are moments where it spends hours and hours beating you over the head with um, trying to get you to feel a certain way that you probably already feel. Um, there's simultaneously like infinite amounts of fascinating detail in this world. And then huge amounts of wasted time and space that did not need to be there. Mm. It's 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 amazingly crafted in places and just like padded out for no reason in others. Mm. Um, I I think that the core concept of the game is pretty strong. I think that at its core, it is a game about the ways that we sort of overlook. We sort of are, are trained to empathize with protagonists in games because we have a, a a deal of control in them and we mm. see the things that lead to the actions they do and sort of transposing that onto a revenge narrative and going look we get why you're gonna want to go on this revenge quest but also here's like the other side of that uh it does a lot of stuff may- maybe too much stuff but it does a lot of stuff with drawing parallels between um who you originally feel is going to be the protagonist and who you sort of see the perspective of later. does a lot of stuff of, like, trying to draw as many parallels between the two as possible to sort of try and go, like, hey, look, their situations really aren't that different. Um, I feel like the end of the game is a bit rushed. Um, I feel like there's a part of me that wishes it ended a few hours earlier than it did. It wouldn't have, like... 
I, I get that they wanted it to end in a, you know, depressing and dark place because that's The Last of Us, but I'm like, I kind of just wish it had ended on its sort of slightly bittersweet, like happy but with a tint of bittersweet ending that it had at one point that seemed like it was going to be really good. Fantastically acted. Real difficult to praise all the little details it does when it is so built off the back of crunch. Um... I have complicated feelings about this game's uh, trans character. Um, I will stay pretty spoiler-free, but... um, The trans character in this game undergoes violence that doesn't fit with the narrative themes of the rest of the game. There is a consistent theme to who is committing violence and why, and why violence is committed against people. It's Mm. a very sort of cyclical narrative that is... It's built on a very specific... Thing. It's violence and revenge beget more violence and revenge, and it's a cycle. This trans character is the one exception to that that like doesn't fit into this theme of violence and revenge be brief violence and revenge, and it makes their their narrative feel kind of out of place. Um, love the character, feel that like they didn't need to do everything they did with that character. They could have done some of it and then let him just sort of be a character after that. Um, it's it's there are moments I absolutely loved that game and there are moments of it that I I am baffled by. I I'm not I'm 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 glad I played it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a game I'm gonna be thinking about for a long time. But yeah, it's it's a hard one to to have a firm opinion on. It's there's a lot happening in it. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Oh, I dipped into some more of the uh, games from the um, Black Lives Matter bundle. Ooh, tell me about some of the games you dipped into. Uh, played um, some. Um, uh, played some. I played some Art School Academy. Tell me about Art School Academy. It's really weird. Which which one is this? Did so I see you play like, this? E- I don't think you did. It's okay. got like EGA colouring. That sort of, um, or is it CGA with the like, like um, turquoise and pink? Yeah, and yeah. And basically, you are supposedly at some kind of art school where your um, art teacher is basically um, like a computer program, and it will okay. use AI to determine how good your art is. Okay. So as you wander around the world, you will find like new brushes or new new pigments. Mm. Um, so you might get like I can now write text, or I can do little like dripping effects or splash effects. Yeah. Um, or I can just use like a normal pen or a blue pen or <laughs> yellow. Um, and basically, it will give you prompts like um, draw something that makes you angry. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's it's basically based on these prompts, and you have just like a little person that walks around the world, and any time you go in a door or fall off the side of something, you have a chance to hand in your art that I guess you should be looking around and maybe taking inspiration from the slightly surreal scenery around you. Ah. It's interesting graphically, and I like the concept of like, here is a prompt. And here yeah. is a limited range of, of art tools yeah. to do so. What can you make? I do like that conceptually. 
Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it for like the first few, but it was like, I just want, I, oh, could I not have like a straight line or maybe a di- like more than two colours, please? Yeah. If it had started slightly less limited, you might have enjoyed it more. Yeah. That's fair, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about you? I played one game from that bundle this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to play some more tomorrow, but I started playing through Overland. Um, I'm pretty early on in it still, but it's a sort of um, Oregon, uh, Oregon-esque trail um, game about trying to do a road trip across America. Okay. Um, basically, there's these sort of monsters with like sort of big gem spines coming out their back. Um, right out of their head. No, no. Um, <laughs> and it's sort of... It's a top-down or isometric uh, grid-based, turn-based uh, tactics RPG. Okay. Um, it's all set in very small individual environments, mm-hmm. and it's usually your objectives are things like, okay, there's a car there, you've got no gas, try and get some gas and get in the car and get it moving before these creatures get you. Mm. Uh, it might be, okay, we need more gas, it's going to take some time to fill up once we've got it, there's a uh, there's a shop over there where we might be able to get some you know first aid kits. Mm-hmm. There's a person over there. Maybe they'll be helpful. Mm. And trying to sort of allocate how long can I spend exploring this environment and trying to collect resources and which resources do I prioritize uh, and still get back safely? Yeah. Or when is it worth me taking some damage to get this thing to before I get out? Mm. Um, it's got a gorgeous art style. Um, makes use of dyslexia-friendly fonts, which Yay. is nice. Um, by the time this goes up, it will be clear why I was researching games with dyslexia-friendly fonts. Um, I very much appreciate those. Yeah, yeah, I did a thing about that for accessibility that went up on Friday. Um, yeah, it's it's a real gorgeous little game. I need to go further into it to see sort of where the the progression is and what how it's going to sort of expand on that topic, but. Mm-hmm. For me, as someone that doesn't... My brain doesn't do well with those kind of, like, um, grid-based tactical RPGs often. The fact that it is such small, enclosed sandboxes to to interact in made it a lot easier to mentally keep track of what my options were. Less chance of choice paralysis. Yeah. And it's... You don't have to worry about, like, combat, at least early on. It's just avoid the things, get the things, get back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty cool one. Cool. What else have you been playing? I played some No Delivery. Oh, is this the... Uh, it's the procedurally generated CRPG haunted pizzeria. Yeah, the one that stole its plot from Five Nights at Freddy's a little bit. Oh, I mean, without the terrifying animatronics. I mean, there, there are, are animatronics, animatronics, but they're not terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's... You're working the night shift in a scary pizzeria and there's animatronics. <laughs> there are animatronics, but those, those are the least of your problems. Okay. Yeah, no, I walked downstairs and there was a, there was a mound of flesh with a paper bag on its head with eye holes cut and you were fighting it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I worked out what that was for as well. Um, so basically, you start off as like, hey, you've got to go and do delivery. And you're walking down these alleys, and something jumps out at you. It's like, what, what, what is, what, what is that exactly? It just looks like a body bag wiggling at me, and that's doing me damage. Oh, I'm dead. And then it's like VCR effects of like you're fired. Now here it is. Welcome to the pizza shop. You're it's your first day on the thing. Come, come join the show. And now it rolls you up another character. And I think my first one I was a dog. I was a mascot. <laughs> okay. 
So I was wandering around as a little dog. Basically, you have to sort of uncover like different areas by sort of puzzling them out. You need to collect trash, which you can sell to the bins for money. <laughs> or you can, and which you can then in turn go to like the vending machines and get stuff. Mm. Um, it's got a sort of roguelike pro- roguelite progression system. Yeah. Because whenever you die, the next person gets all of your stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you get things like um, brooms from the vending machine. Mm. I don't know why you have to pay for your own brooms, but there we are. <laughs> Capitalism. Um, you can, so you get the brooms, and anytime you find like a, a wet floor sign, you can use the broom to clear that away and like get yourself some more progress. Yeah, there are weird sound effects, very mm. un- bizarre toilet scenes. Every horror film needs a, a good toilet, a good weird toilet. Yeah, there there is somebody in one of the toilet cubicles who's just like making these really gross noises. <laughs> Like slurpy noises, oh, and is... they're just like, "I'm gonna be in here for a, a while." What is it with video games and putting weird, creepy people in toilet stalls? Because you're just making me think of Astral Chain and the Toilet Fairy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and then the the hand from Majora's Mask. Oh Mars. God, yeah, the hand that comes up from the cistern. Yep. So, oh, oh, you are living an interesting life, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to kink shame, but uh, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, completely lost now. Yeah, so basically, like, as you uncover an area, you will eventually get a a wrong way. Mm. And a wrong way is basically, here is a little combat section. So in these areas and these areas alone is where you can, or pretty much these areas alone, sometimes there's a mimic, but Mm. generally you can sort of wander through an area and it's like, okay, I've done all the things, I found an exit, now I get my wrong turn thing. Hmm. So for like the the one in the arcade, there is an arcade cabinet with a, like a a veil over it or some kind of shroud over it. If you play that machine, you will get sucked into the wrong way. You will have to get through the arcade like area and it's a series of different areas uh, uh different areas you might have to fight things you might have a chance for a shop or a, a health upgrade hmm. i guess all that stuff is sort of produ- procedurally stuck together from like puzzle pieces yeah and then at the end of it you will fight a boss and get a reward that will use to unlock something further along like you might get a key to an alleyway it's like okay now i can progress from here this way ah. um and eventually you get further and further on and find more of the story. Ooh. I haven't finished it yet. I'm a bit stuck at the moment, but it's interesting. It's It's got an almost... Um, it's got that sort of Mother 3, like, hot yeah. horror. Yeah. That's... Un- unsettling uh, RPG. It was made in, like, RPG Maker. Yeah. It's it's that look of sort of, like, colourful but surreal, ho- surreal colourful horror. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, ah, oh, what was that game? Lone Survivor. Oh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. It's even got, if you want to turn it on, like, a filter to make the screen fuzzy. <sighs> yeah. Um, which is actually really difficult to play with because it's a very strong filter. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's fun to give it a little look. And I like the the way the game has done things like all the cutscenes and stuff look like it's on an old VHS tape. Yeah, very cool. And something strange is happening in this pizzeria. I need to know what it be. Yeah. And there's something strange in this pizzeria. Are you going to call? We don't do deliveries. <laughs> uh, Any others? Uh, the only other thing I've really been playing is I've been playing the Isle of Armor DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, 
it is basically an entire new uh, area. It's largely just like the wild area was in the base game, where it's big open world sprawling area that you can just sort of explore and there'll be loads of Pokemon roaming around on the overworld. Um, there's a few buildings that are linked to plot progression. There's like probably like four buildings total in this whole area. The The area is a lot more wi uh, wide, uh, just a lot bigger, a lot more uh, varied in its terrain types than the base wild area. It's got a lot more like Here's a forest that leads to a field that leads to a cave, and up this cave is a sort of deserty area up the top, and it feels like one... It feels like more of a reasonable interconnected area, rather than just, this area is snow now because we arbitrarily decided the snow starts at this line. Mm. Uh, which, the wild area kind of needed to just be like, look, here's where you can go get some, some ice Pokemon, you know, but... Um... Plot-wise, real simple. Um, I do like that it does a degree of level scaling, so you can come to the DLC like at the start of the game, I think as soon as you get to the first wild area, mm. or you can do it right at the end of the game. It doesn't level scale the whole way up to the top of the scale, though. Um, I went in with a team of level 100 Pokemon, and it scaled up to, like, the start of the DLC was around level 60. The By the end of the DLC, stuff was maybe level 75. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, it scales up to about the difficulty of the, the Elite Four, the Champion, that sort of section of the game. Mm. Uh, which is, you know, better than... Definitely better than nothing. Um, the DLC's core plot is pretty... Uh, is pretty simple and quick and easy to get through. Um, there's some There's some fun, nice stuff in there. The main bulk of what I've been doing with this DLC is there's there's this whole new gameplay grind that's basically do a bunch of max raid battles, that will trigger these mushrooms to spawn, collect these mushrooms, then you can turn your Pokemon from their regular forms into Gigantamax forms rather than having to find their rare Gigantamax forms in, in raids, which for me as a person that collects shiny Pokemon, fantastic, because... Rather than having to do the nigh-impossible task of being like, I want a shiny a Gigantamax Duraludon, I have to find a Gigantamax Duraludon den, which are, like, one in a hundred odds of that showing up in the first place, and then one in four thousand odds of being a shiny on top of that. So mm. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to do that, just get my regular shiny Duraludon and make it Gigantamax. Um, so th this, this has definitely made it easier for me to fill in some spots in my shiny collection that were going to be hell otherwise. Um, additionally, they added back in, like, 150-ish Pokemon that didn't make the cut for the base game. That's nice. I can have my shiny Lickitung following me around now, which is great. Love a good Lickitung. Um, yeah, it's given me an excuse to get back into playing Pokemon. I've been having a lot of fun. It does feel a bit garbage that uh, basically you can't have someone following you unless it's the DLC. Yeah, like... That's the most disappointing thing is not only it's it's not that you need the TLC to have them running around behind you. That is scumming. But that when you go back to the main world, it's like, nah, can't follow you here. I'm like, what what? Why not? I can only follow you when you're on the DLC island. Uh, uh, but there's new outfits and my bike now has like a glittery Tron trail behind it. So I'm happy. Very pretty. I have a new spiky punk outfit and I got uh, I have a, I have a Tron trail behind my bike. I'm oh. very happy. Yeah. Yay. I like it when it puts its little floaty wheels on. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm cycling into the sea and you can't stop me. Oh no, there's a shark. Shark. Uh, the worst thing about the sea is the speed that the sharks fucking swim at you the now. Sharpedo. Sharpedo, yeah. Shark torpedo. It moves like a shark torpedo. It do. Yeah. I'm very shark boy. <laughs> uh, have you played anything else this week? Nothing worth mentioning. Ah, I think that's about it for me as well then. Well then. Time for this. Why then, why then, gather round, gather round. Yes, 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 yes. So, I got all the old boys here tonight, what? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We've got to decide what we're going to do with the country going forward. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we've got uh, plans on how we're going to deal with the COVID situation. Yes, we need to, we really need to um, to do something, you know, active and um, productive to with, with this whole situation. Yes, now our glorious leader, Boris, and his sidekick have been uh, carrying on very well so far but uh, we've got to think about what we're going to do next so we've got a couple of ideas on the table so first option just ignore it oh yes uh, yes um i assume we'd be employing the put your fingers in your ears and hum loudly and pretend it's not their defence. Yes, I think some la 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 not listening, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, if you can't hear the statistics about the numbers rising, then are they really rising? No. Exactly. And I think that lovely Mr. Trump said it right the other day. If you're going to keep testing for things, you're going to keep finding the things. Exactly. So to just not get involved in any of that. And if they have to test, we just don't want to know the results. Well, I mean, we're just fingers in the ears, la la la, don't hear a thing. I think that's probably going to be our best option. Well, there is one other option on the table. Yes, yes, um, I'm wishing it away. Oh. I thought we might invest in some of the various wishing technologies. Um, Birthday cake candles, you know, blow those out and do a wish. Uh, Look up for the sky for a shooting star, do a wish on that. Find a four-leaf clover, do a wish on one of those. Or you can send interns out for most of these. Well, exactly, yes, indeed. And just sort of hope that one of them works. Well, I mean, what if we did both? (gasps) Oh. Wonderful idea. Wonderful idea, so long as I don't have to do any of the legwork to make them happen other than yes. putting my fingers in my ears and humming loudly. Yes, yes. and as long as we still keep uh, keep our funds for the champagne. Well, of course. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Saturday of Mental Health Coping Mechanisms Bingo! Woo! I hope everyone's got their bingo cards. I see you shaking your bingo cards over there. Yep, there we go. Um, so, you know how this works. You've got your little bingo sheet. Uh, you, you, you tick them off as they come up, and if you get five in a row, then it's a bingo. Um, now, the last couple of weeks, people have been getting bingo like rather rather quickly, but, I'm, you know, I'm sure that it will take a little longer this time, you know. Um, uh, mark down on your sheet if you've got binge eating. Mark down on your sheet if you've got uh, binge-watching TV all day. Mark down on your sheet if you've got worn the same sh- the same shirt three days in a row. <laughs> well, that was a lot, of, uh, a lot of taps there. Tap down on your card if you've got looked mournfully out the window wishing you could go on a walk. <laughs> uh, and mark down on your sheet if you've got bought things you didn't need on the internet. <laughs> 
Bingo. Oh, someone's... Oh, oh, a lot of people have their hands up. Oh. Oh, no, it's happened again. Everyone got bingo. Everyone's a winner. What have you slid into your eye meat? My eyes? Voyager. <laughs> Just lots of Voyager. We watched so much. I think so we watched like all of season six in like a day and a half. Uh, yeah, over the, over basically the course of a weekend we binge season six because I needed a day to just do nothing and that's what Voyager was for. Mm-hmm. Um, all of season six was like real, like good episode after good episode after good episode. There's a couple of Barclay episodes. Oh, there's a couple of... Yeah, Barclay's showing up now. Barclay's not my... Barclay... Barclay! Barclay, It's important that that those plot beats happen, but Barclay doesn't need to be the one to do them. Can something... Like, I mean, I guess at least it's not Wesley Crusher, but... (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I mean, apart from Barclay, um... I've been really enjoying... I love that one with the Doctor. Um, the, the sort of comedic one with the Doctor having daydreams. Yes. The Doctor's daydreams one was fantastic. That was brilliant. That opening sequence where he's doing the uh, the, the song at Tuvok in Heat. Uh, was it uh, Tinker, Taylor, Doctor Spy or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was followed back to back by a really good um, Seven of Nine episode, if I remember right. There's been so many good ones. Yeah. We, we had the kids briefly. Yeah, we had the kids. Uh, there was the Seven of Nine episode where she was convinced she was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really powerful one. Yeah. God. There's been so many... Oh, the two, the two-parter. The end of season six two-parter, huh? Ah, Unimatrix Zero. Unimatrix mm-hmm. Zero. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the two-parter before that, the... Um, the the one with the with the Borg and Tuvok and Janeway. Oh yes. Mm. Yeah, there've been some fucking good two parters. Yeah, we've we've had some some really good season episodes in season six. Yeah, I'm very excited for the rest of season seven. We are we are powering through. We're gonna finish Voyager soon. I'm so excited for you to see Endgame. Oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> Nobody I'm not ready. ready. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Voyager continues to... Be, it's getting better as it goes. Yeah. It is a good show that has just gotten better. Yeah, it was a good show to start with and it yeah. just got better. Except for, you know, Barclay. 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 Uh. Uh. <laughs> Have you watched anything else? Um, The only other thing I've been watching really is more of those not-E3 press conferences that have been sort of peppered through time. <laughs> Um, like, I don't know fucking when or where any of them are happening anymore. Um, some of them were more interesting than others. Um, there was one called the New Game Plus Expo that happened today, which is a new one that was, like, Mm. a bunch of different publishers came together to, like, show off Japanese games. There's a lot of names that were attached that didn't really show anything, like... Sega and Atlas were like, oh, we're showing something off, and everyone was expecting, like, is there going to be Persona 5 Scramble news, or is there going to be a new Sonic game? And it turned out it's like, no, we have a half-hour slot in which we will just be showing footage of the already-released Catherine Fullbody on Nintendo Switch. Um, they also started with Suda 5-1 on a green, in front of a green screen, and it clearly was No More Heroes 3, a game we've not seen any gameplay of, playing behind him, but you couldn't see it because him and his his body and his head were blocking the shot. And it seemed like he was going to like fade away and go, here's, here's some gameplay. And he never did. 
just the whole time it's like can you can you just scoot your head to the side a bit cuz the characters i want to i want to see what the characters doing trolling 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 yeah you know he did this the other day where like he posted a screenshot of that game but with like a mr meeseeks covering most of the screen i'm like just show us the bloody game already i want to see the game please no game for you yeah um there was a pokemon direct in which pokemon snap for the switch got announced i'm very excited about that all right uh Pokemon Go Brush Your Teeth. I forget what it's actually called. Pokemon Smile, I Smile. think. Um, which is a uh, no microtransactions, um, free smartphone app to encourage children to brush their teeth. See the Pokemon running across your teeth. Yeah. Brush them. Well, it's more like it puts a, like a little Pokemon like hat on you in, in augmented reality. And it's like, ah, oh, your Pikachu. Pikachu needs his teeth brushed and then you can catch Pikachu. Something. It seems quite cute from what I've seen. Are you going to try it out? I haven't tried it out. Are you going to try it out? <laughs> I'm half tempted. Um, if they would allow me to transfer the Pokemon I catch into Pokemon Home, then sure, maybe. Are there, shi- <laughs> are there shiny Pokemon if I brush my teeth is, real good? Is there a shiny toothbrushing Pikachu? <laughs> I would I would play a toothbrushing Pokemon game if I could get a shiny toothbrushing a one Pikachu. One in 4,000 chance of just a, a Pikachu with like a toothbrush hanging out of one yeah, side of its mouth. I just have to brush my teeth 4,000 times. How hard could that be? I mean, at least 4,000 times. <laughs> uh, marriages. Yeah. Um... So that was a thing, and apparently, well, by the time that this goes out, there will have been another Pokemon Direct, like Whoa. a week later. Uh, I'm hoping we hear about Pokemon Sleep, because that we still don't know about. Maybe Pokemon Let's Go Johto. You know, uh, I know Detective Pikachu is getting a Switch port at some point, maybe it's about that. Don't fucking know. Apparently they needed a second Direct to talk about more Pokemon. Ah, oh, Pokemon. Uh there was a Smash Direct today. They showed off the next fighter, which is Min Min from ARMS, who has arms that are noodles. Noodles! Um, she plays a bit differently from all the other Smash characters in that the A button controls her left arm and the B button controls her right arm and they can be controlled independently. Ooh. Um, which allows for some wild stuff. Can um, you smash independently? <laughs> they can, indeed. Oh, heck. Um, so that, was, that, that was quite well presented. They had a very... Fancy snazzy video. Uh, Sakurai showed off his house and his very fancy gaming setup because he had to film the video from home because COVID. He kept making comments about like, ah, well, we filmed this at the start of May. Hopefully by the time you see this, everything will have cleared up and everything will be fine again. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, ah, your comments have aged, sir. Indeed. Um, so honestly, that was it. I've just been watching press conferences for various game companies. There have been others and I don't remember who whose conferences they were. It's been a weird week. Um, a weird week. Yeah. What about you? You watched anything else? Mm, that's pretty much it really. Yeah. yeah. Just just all the Voyager. Mainly Voyager. I've caught I've, it's been more a week of like listening to stuff and playing Minecraft. So much Minecraft. Yeah. Um Yeah, well in that case, should we move on to the next bit? Yeah, time for this. Sarah Lauren, new sponsor. He's our new sponsor. Well, do you want scuba gear? Uh, sure. Unlicensed gaming merch. I mean, some of that's pretty cool. Do you want sex toys? Do you yeah. want sex toys? Sure, yes. Yeah. What about some drug paraphernalia? I mean, not not really. Can I say no to that, officer? <laughs> 
No, 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 officer. Don't want any of that. Do you, I mean, do you need them now? Do you need those things I mean, right not now? Really, it's not like I'm going anywhere. You don't need them now, so you'd no. be happy to have like a just a nice browsing experience, and then you know, six to nine months from now, surprises for me in the post. Boom! Just a gift for you. Yeah, well, I'll still be home by then, so sure. Exactly. So try magical request. Ah, magical request. I've heard of them. Yeah, I mean, occasionally nothing will turn up. Yeah. Occasionally it will be something completely different from what you ordered. Occasionally you won't order anything and something will show up. And occasionally, you know, you just have to go to uh, magicalrequest.lol.net and enter the code QMPS123. <gasps> and you can... You... Me! You <laughs> can get up to 53%. What the fuck? 53% oh. off of a selection of items from the big spinny wheel. Ah, and plus an additional 12% if I buy in the next 7 hours and 4 minutes. Exactly. Ah, yes. If I buy with Janice, I can get 12 more percent off. Yes, because people like Janice and Karen can get together and help you get a discount on this bulk, Why does it bulk keep... order of 50 crack pipes. Why does it keep trying to offer me crack pipes? I've never ordered crack pipes. Did you... I mean, were you looking for thermal piping at some point for your Probably, computer? maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that's got the word pipe in it, yeah. so... Ooh. Here's a different kind of pipe. Yeah, <sighs> that knock-off Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> so that's magicalrequest.lol.net. Check it out. And who knows, you might surprise yourself in a year. I mean, they've got bunny slippers in my size. Bunnies! Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 So, Hi. uh, we, we've been busy, you know, doing all of the various things we've been doing recently. You yeah. Know, flocking the interns back into the office, you know. Yeah. But I've been working on something. Oh. I've been working on. on something I think is very special this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have analyzed and created a formula for perfect video games. Yeah. And I mean, like, perfect 10 out of 10 every time. Audience will love them, critics will love them, they'll sell like hotcakes. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you can sell that to all markets? All oh, yeah, all markets all around the world. So, so it's a puzzle game, right? No, 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 no. Oh. So, so here's here's step one. Right. Crunch the staff. I knew, I know you're going to like oh. this. Yeah, oh. yeah. You are you are speaking my language Yeah, right now. no. I, I get that them is to, brutal, yeah. brutal crunch. Get them, get the, yeah, brutal, brutal crunch to make sure they create the most realistic worlds possible. I'm talking, yeah. um... Your character has to stop and clip their toenails every couple of in-game days because they're, you know, getting a little long. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, excessive amounts of you detail. You periodically have to tweeze the same hairs out of a mole, you know, Yeah, because that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you start with just completely excessive detail. Yeah. Second, absolutely excessive violence. I like it. Like, yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're, we're not talking, you know, like, kill the monsters, do the, kill the bad people, no, like, right. like you know, like, soaring off limbs, you know, like, oh, like right. gruesome stuff. And we're naturally making all of our developers, like, sit and watch just, like, gore galleries. Oh, and... yeah, no, like, we're sending on them on those sites that you looked at as a teenager that yeah. are like, uh, here's, you know, a, a, a glass jar shattering inside some part of the body it shouldn't shatter. Yeah, you know, like... here's somebody whose face got run over with a lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. So, we're gonna make him sit on the like 
already crunch tired employees. We're yeah. going to make them look at those images yeah. and videos all day, all really night. Really get some psychosis. Yeah, yeah. Really get them in that so they can create some real dark, twisted fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, and we're, then we're just going to, we're, we're just going to fire them, right? So oh, it's not yeah, going to be a course. problem to have them it's, around the office. It's not like we're going to have to cover their, like, you know, sick, sick pay when they need, you know, mental yeah. health support. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, exactly. Thing. So, we got two steps there. There's one more step. Oh. At the end of the game, right? Make the lead character get a little bit sad about the fact they killed. Oh, just like, just like they, they can, you know, still do all the killing, but just at the end, they have to, you know, sit down and look at the sunset and have a tear and go, "Oh no, maybe I was bad." Oh, so we're taking the whole thing we did from the 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 yeah the, yeah um, yeah ex- uh, ar- archaeology. Stealing game a few years yeah, back. Yeah. Like, oh no, I have killed someone for the first time, and we're just just moving yeah. that to the end of the game. Yeah, it's no, like, like the whole game is like I'm gonna slam a face in with a sledgehammer, and I'm gonna you know burn down villages of children, and you know it's gonna be horrible. And then at the end, go, but I'm maybe a bit sad. maybe I shouldn't have done some of those. So I am those. sad. I have a sad, and maybe you know, uh, I mean, is there gonna be talk of you know that this is. Uh, sign of, you know, just uh, forcing things into games. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, all right. So no. we, can, we can keep all the diversity and stuff. In oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just huh. just have a little bit of sad acoustic guitar at the end to oh. go. Sad acoustic guitar tells yeah, you they're yeah, sad yeah. They, did, oh. uh, they did a million murders. Yeah, I mean, maybe even just a little light violin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can milk this and have perfect games forever. You know, you are a fucking genius. I know. So. <sighs> what has slid into your ear places? My ear places? Mm-hmm. Um, I re-listened through all of the Hamilton soundtrack because the, uh, the, the properly filmed uh, live stage version with the original cast uh, and actual proper filming is, is happening like next week and I've been in a bit of a Hamilton mood. So I went back and listened through the entire soundtrack of Hamilton and got myself hyped for being able to go, oh, I can actually watch the story in not a bootleg form because every time I've seen that has been naughty, naughty bootlegs. (gasps) I know, I know. But I mean, people were having to book tickets for that show like years in advance and being overpriced for them. I don't feel bad about watching bootlegs. But I'm excited to see a not bootleg soon. Yeah. Woo! I I still very much enjoy that musical. I have never seen it. Well, if you fancy seeing it at some point, I kind of want to watch it at some point soon. If if you've got a few hours and fancy watching it with me. Couldn't have, I suppose. Yeah. What about you? What have you been listening to? Oh, it's been a listening week. It has been such a listening week. She says, desperately trying to remember what it was she was listening to. Listen to Gav's new track. Oh, the Final Fantasy VII one. Yeah, or um, the one of his Final Fantasy VII ones. Mm, um, through Life and Loss. Mm. Featuring Sean. Uh, the uh, yeah, the Final Fantasy VII remaster. Remake. remake. Re- redo. Remake. That was it, wasn't it? <laughs> remake. I think yeah. it's remake, yeah. I, it's, it's a past thing. <laughs> I'm far too Gen X for this. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it happened last week. It's done now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really pretty. Yeah. Uh, although, when it's over, I do start singing lyrics from a different song. 
Do you ever have that? It's yeah. like something about a song reminds you so much of something else, you just keep slipping into the wrong track. Yeah, we, what song has it made you slip into? I can't remember off the top of my head. I That's okay. It's one of those tracks. Hee hee. Hmm, what about you? Uh, I listen to like four new songs. Ooh. Uh, should, I, should we back and forth or should I just get my four go off? Go through in, your in four. Um, there's a track called Teeth on a String by a band wow. called Stick and Poke. Um, sort of femme acoustic folk punk. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface, the lyrics are about a fox girl being hunted by a wolf, but oh. clearly the song's much more about getting into a bad relationship with predatory men and the struggle of getting out safely, told via animal-based metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, really lovely chill track. I um, enjoyed it a lot. Um, there's a track called Gay in the South by uh, uh, a band called Susto. It's a quite laid-back, sombre rock track about coming to terms with being gay in, you know, the south of the southern United States. Um, coming to terms with being gay when you've been taught you're going to go to hell for who you are. Hmm. Um, really nice, like, quite powerfully written track. Um, there's a track called Churches by a band called Flip Turn. Really, really interesting vocal style that I can't quite explain. It's got a lot of unexpected vocal tone and pacing changes. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems to be about, like, wanting to be known and seen, but in a world that's kind of falling apart and has bigger things to worry about than your desire for fame. Um, Lots of rises and falls in the intensity and pace of the track. I would recommend listening to it because I can't do justice to describing it. It's... It's got a very unique sound. Hmm. Um, and the last one I was listening to was a track called A Very Musical Meltdown by Reb Day. Um, it's a very sort of upbeat pop a pop track with very contrasting lyrics about someone's, you know, mental health struggles. Um, she's The, the singer sort of sings about, um, you know, battling depression, having no money, getting into self-destructive habits... And just sort of wanting to be able to get on and make art and not have to interface with capitalism. Um, you know, stro- stro- struggles with body image, social media use. Um, all all underpinned by this sort of very bouncy, optimistic sound. Mm-hmm. It's a really it's a really beautifully written track. It's, it's wonderful. Um, so that's what I've listened to this week. Yay! What about you? Memes. Yeah, I feel like you've got a lot of stuff. Uh, I've got some stuff. I listened to uh, Virtual Riot, uh, 100% Bangers. Mm-hmm. Let me find you all the individual track names there. Uh, Fuck Gravity, which is sort of... Um, sort of our beat, glitchy, funky, electro house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turn It Up, again, is kind of uh, electro-funky. And then Minimalist, which is a bit more sort of floaty and pretty, but with yeah, a little bit of vaguely electro sounds. It's very mellow and uplifting. Also listened to Dick the Destroyer, uh, Link <laughs> to the Past. It's a dubstep version of the Link to the Past from uh, or, or the, that, the main theme from Link to the Past. Yeah. It's that good. It's a real slow burn because I've played it for people before and gone, what do you think this is a dubstep remix of? And it's usually taken about two and a half minutes to go 
is it Legend of Zelda? <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. Um, I listened to uh, Twilight by Orange Aid. It's a really gentle drum and bass track. Mm. Very peaceful. And Etherwood, Castaway. It's really dreamy, melodic, liquid drum and bass with a very nice progression to it. Ooh. I think that's about it. Well then. Time for this. Time for this. So, we've um, all had the letter? Yes, yes. We've had the letter and we all understand what this means, of course. Of course, of course. Right, so I think what we need to work out now is our, our next plan of action. Okay, do you, where, where do you suggest we start? Well, I think if any of them come in, we could probably start with adjusting their medication. Yeah? Yeah, I think maybe something like that. And then maybe just backfeeding the sluice into their bed or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Something like that. Yeah. Like, or we can just have the sluice drain straight into uh, bottles that we can just fill and throw at them. I mean, that is a direct way of going about it. Yeah, I mean, when when they said that we were, what, uh, too numerous? And we yeah. weren't providing a service. Oh, gosh, yes. Maybe, maybe the service we could provide them is, you know, just battering them around the head with a dirty bedpan. I mean, that would do it. Yeah, I mean, because when was the last time they ever did any unpaid overtime during an internship, during gruelling internships? Where they often have to work ridiculously long hours in terrible conditions. During an epidemic. During an epidemic, you know. And and just then being told that they're not worth anything. Yeah. I mean, they're politicians, so they probably haven't been told that they're worth anything anyway. Yeah. Because they're fucking worthless. Yeah. Come, nurses, we fight at dawn. Down with the Tories! Down with the Tories! We'll show them how worthless we are! Save the NHS! Are you too small to reach things on high shelves? Yes. Is your bed too small for you, leaving your legs poking out the bottom? Yes. Do you love the idea of squaring up, but just you just keep squaring up and up and up? Yeah. Try Catback. With Catback, you can squeeze and stretch to unnerving proportions. Catback. Ooh, big stretch. Questions, uh, let's have a questions. What's the questions? Uh, King Pink asks, uh, any things from long ago that you that aren't woke that you still enjoy? Oh. A guilty pleasure. Yeah, hmm. Do you have an answer ready for this? I didn't think I did until it came down to it, because, like, most of the stuff from my past I I am well aware now or I've, I've at some point dead to try and revisit yeah and gone oh oh no I hate that yeah um I uh, and I I just can't enjoy it anymore yeah I think my one guilty pleasure would be Gua yeah I know it's awful I know it's trash I know that um some of the songs are very problematic yeah uh, you know that there is glory of violence and drug use, and yeah. But I, you know, pride myself on the fact that they regularly beheaded like world leaders <laughs> and cover the audience in blood just for fun at gigs. And and of of all the things that they said they were going to do, they kind of got involved in uh, certainly a lot more of the drug stuff than they ever it was ever led to believe. Because yeah. Brocky died of a heroin overdose. Ah, was it heroin or crack? I can't remember. Anyway, interesting things were happening on that tour bus, but like I wouldn't 
buy an album anymore, and yeah. I wouldn't listen in a way that is going to get them like any kind of money. Yeah, like I wouldn't listen to it on I don't know Vimeo or Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, there are hard times when I'm just like some some of the less offensive tracks I will go back yeah. and listen to because there's some good jams on there. Yeah, music has made you bringing up music has made me think of an answer to yeah. this, and again, it's. Terrible, terrible band with some really horrible, offensive, you know, lyrics in some of their songs. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever financially support this band. But Mindless Self-Indulgence, they've got some real bops. I know nothing about Mindless Self-Indulgence apart from the name. They, the thing they were always very good at is very fast, sort of rock underpinned dance, dancey music. Mm. It, It was... The blending of rock and dance in very fast tunes with sort of angry rock vocals. Okay. Um, there's a lot of their tracks that I will, like, have a real good fucking dance to. Mm. Even though I'm like, there are some of your tracks that are absolutely terrible and that we should not be supporting. And I would never tell people to listen to you. But also, yeah, like, 17-year-old me has a lot of... Nostalgia. A lot of that. nostalgia for, like, having a real sort of headbang dance. It's yeah. it's good to dance to. It's it's music that you wouldn't pay for or recommend anyone listen to. But if you're on your own, oh yeah, you'll like, have a bit of a jam if, out. If I was on a night out and one of their tracks came on, I'd go. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna have a good dance. Yeah, because they're not getting paid for this live performance. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um. Next question comes from Samuel West. Has a question for Smudge. Wow. <laughs> I have an answer. Yeah. She just sort of looked at me confused. I am very curious what she was asked now. She was asked, Morale? <laughs> there, I've asked much the question, and now I'm knackered from running up and down the desk. Yes, confused look, I think. <laughs> if this isn't pets or food, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> okay, Becky Tootwheel. Hi, Becky! Hi, Mwah! Love you. Love you. Uh, Becky asks, baby animals, top three and bottom three. Oh, oh I couldn't do bottom three. Oh, good. Yeah, what, what are your bottom three? Let's get those out of the way. Uh, humans? I mean, I they, they hit my maternal button. They hit my maternal button, but also, they're a lot of work. <laughs> oh, they're a lot of work, but also... I must protect you. Tiny I must protect you. How good the baby smell. Yeah. Maybe dogs, not because they're bad as baby animals, but because I know they're going to grow into actual dogs. Uh, yeah, there is all that terrifying potential. Yeah. Um, scorpions, still dangerous. I suppose so, yeah. Uh, top three kittens. Kittens. Ah. Uh, tiger cubs. Ducklings. Lions. <gasps> Ducklings. 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 But for me, I think it's. Kittens, baby rabbits, ducklings, uh, baby bun buns. I was gonna say baby owls, but I think you. Oh, baby owls are adorable. <laughs> they sleep face down because they're too heavy. I knew it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> them, like drunks at a party. <laughs> I think that'll do. Uh, Callum Santa. Hi, Callum. Hi. Uh, let's say you have a week coming up where you are not required to produce any content. <laughs> it does not impact your income. What would your plan for the week be? As a bonus, imagine the pandemic had not been a thing. How would you plan for the week change? Do you want to know that my my really real sad answer to this? What? If I wasn't committed to the things that I have to make, yeah, the things that I am committed to make generally, yeah. and I had a week off, 
I would probably try and make something completely different that would require a bit more prep. Yeah, I think that's the same answer for me. Like, I think I would use a week to try and learn a new skill or something, or to, to start on something that, like, I don't have the time in a regular work week to do. Yeah, like, I would... I've got a script for a new Stone Monkey Radio ready. Oh. I've got some of the equipment for making it. I just haven't had the, like, emotional or mental yeah. well-being, or even the time, because, like, it's a 70-hour work week already. You've got much the same. On top of that, like, the clashing schedule sometime obviously makes both of us really tired. It's been really humid recently, which hasn't oh, that anymore, has not so it's like... Trying to do anything on top of what we already yeah. do is like just no, yeah. I can't well, do it. If you ever want to record that on a Saturday, I'm happy to to be your video crew for for a day. Oh, I have to sit down and finish making it. I need to um finish because I was going to make the um teleprompter, wasn't I? Oh yeah, I've got all the stuff for making the teleprompter, and I need to make that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that. But also, like, if we're saying no corona, yeah, I would want to take uh, a trip out. And do the walk up the big hill. Ah, oh. I would want to go to um, the meadows that I used to go to. Yeah, just like some cider, some pims. Oh. Some, some, uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I yes, that sounds lovely. Uh, on a nice sunny day. On a lovely sunny day, and just you know, just enjoy potentially seeing deer because there's deer out there. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Um, you know, and just like wandering all around the foresty, woodsy bits around there. Yeah. Maybe going, where did this field of corn come from? Who around here grows corn? Now we need to scream at the corn. Now now we can scream at the corn. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, like, oh. I think that would be at least a day. No COVID? I'd, oh, I'd want to go back swimming. I'd like to go swimming. Yeah. I'd like to get that staff. Because I got a, a, a... Becky bought me a staff for my birthday. <gasps> yeah. And, like, we haven't been able to sort of go, hey, let's spend an, uh, an afternoon... You know, having a few nice drinks in the park, yeah. in the sun, where I would take like my poi and my staff and oh. learn to start staffing. And have all of the have all of the people round that that uh, that we haven't been able to see. It'd be lovely to like we do yeah. big board game days because there's people yeah. who are like, hey, we'll teach you board game stuff. Yeah, we've got our regular board game friends. We've got friends that we need to have board game time with. Yep. Just. See all the people that have, are not in this house that I can't see right now. The the friend who has recently trained as a masseuse. Yeah. And I was going to get my shoulders done because my shoulders are fucked. Mm-hmm. Even more so now. Yeah. Um, but obviously, for social distancing reasons, she can't work at all right now. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think we could squeeze it all into a week. <laughs> give us two weeks off. <laughs> give, us, give us a month off. We'll create some things just for fun. We'll, we'll, we'll relax. We'll come back refreshed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of getting ahead of myself on accessibility. So, like, maybe I'll fucking give myself some time off at some point. You deserve some time off. You've been working fucking hard the last yeah. few months. This, yeah, but maybe when the book's done, I'll like just book two weeks off and just have some time off. She won't do it. She hey, hey, I might do the thing. She won't do it. I love you. Hey. Hey. Maybe I'll do it. My little little workaholic. (laughs) Maybe I'll do it. I know, but you'll be uncomfortable. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Infinitely. And on and more and much. One day I will let myself stop. (laughs) I hope so. Because you deserve a rest. 
I would like it, Russ. I'm only teasing. Mm. Uh, oh, I, I have questions. But I, I'm, asking, <laughs> yeah. I'm asking questions. Yeah, I remember. That is what you're doing. <laughs> That's my job. I have jobs. <laughs> Sapphire Sunset asks, favourite uh, convention moment slash memory if you have one? Oh. Um, it would be the day at GamerX where the, the, the sequence of events was I had a lovely morning meeting a bunch of fans went and did a keynote speech that was all about butts. Um, then um, got in a hot tub, uh, a hot tub, and just enjoyed some drinks in a hot tub with some lovely, wow. some lovely people. It was a really nice day. I don't think I've ever been in a hot tub. I I very much enjoyed this one that was there uh, with all of its bubbles and whatnot. Um, and then made a an inebriated trip to Taco Bell, which I had never had before. Uh, with with friends, I had people t- taking me safely there and back yes. um, to discover what that was. That was it. It was quite a day. Well, um, I think mine's probably my first MCM London Comic Con. Yeah, because I got to meet you. Ah, and I got yeah, I got to meet you, and you were t- desperately trying to get blue paint off yourself. Oh yeah, that day that I was dressed as Undyne. Yeah. Yeah. I looked fantastic in the, like, a handful of selfies I took, and I'm so glad I did it. But, like, also, I cannot do with having paint on me. It looked like you'd used, like, latex paint or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was so thick. Yeah, it was like a body paint that basically became, like, a peel. It was almost like a face mask. It was and more then it, like, peel. You were desperately trying to get it off with baby wipes, and it wasn't happening. And you yeah. eventually just sort of sat there for the, like, the next hour peeling it. Yeah, yeah. I had Astrid sitting on one side of me and Echo sitting on my knee. <laughs> it was a lovely it was also day. The that. first day I met Echo. Yeah, that that day was so lovely. It was. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all went downhill from there. No, it did for you. No, stuck with me, Jane. No, it <laughs> went up from there. <laughs> Silly, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Wife. 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 This has become our new thing. We just shout wife at each other. Just enter a room and point and shout wife. I can't wait till the wedding reception. It's going to be hilarious. It's like, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? Wife. I was thinking more like at the reception. Just like, because we're just going to be out partying afterwards. Like, la 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 la. Just see each other across the dance floor. Wife. Wife. Gosh. (laughs) It's going to be brilliant. I love you. I love you too. Um, David asks Cherry Coke or Cherry Pepsi? Cherry Pepsi Max. Ah, uh, either. <sighs> I'm non-committal. <gasps> Both have their unique merits. Cherry Pepsi, Cherry uh, Cherry Coke's all right. I'd rather have a Dr Pepper because they taste oh, basically yeah, no, the same. I would rather have a Dr Pepper than either of those. Uh, but Cherry Pepsi Max, definitely, because, like, it tastes so much better. I, I enjoy them both for different reasons. Dr. Pepper beats both of them hands Diet down. Cherry Coke sucks. Oh, yeah, Diet Cherry Coke sucks. And I don't really genuinely like full-fat drinks. That's fair. The sugar makes my teeth hurt. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, all, all cops are bastards. Yeah. This is on the all. Uh, it says, uh, cats, are they perfect or are they perfect? Well, I say they're perfect. And I can't say that better than you. <laughs> uh, a thousand young asks, 
What is a word slash phrase slash name that you pronounce differently from the norm but still stick to your guns? I, I do this one in my head. And I know it's not the correct pronunciation, but I will never mentally untrain myself on this. Um, the water-based legendary dog from the second gen of Pokemon is called Suicune, is its official pronunciation. In my head, I I read it for decades as Suicine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I read it that way. How is it supposed to be? Suicune. Oh, okay. Yeah. I suppose it makes more sense if you... Yeah, yeah. but no, in my head, it, it will Suicune. always in my head. When I think of that Pokemon, I'm like, ah, Suicine. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's the best example I can think of. Okay. What about you? Um, I don't know if it's like not a, a common one, but I will generally pronounce um Seda Project Red. Yeah. In what I believe is closer to its correct pronunciation. Yeah. Um, but I know obviously most people pronounce it CG CG Project Red. Yeah. Uh, I will quite often just default to Suda Fifty One when apparently it's Suda Five One. I don't know why that's the case, but I know which one is apparently correct, and I do the other one. I, I mean, yeah, I've only heard, I've only seen it like Reddit. I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. Encountered them. I've interviewed him, so I had to learn this. Oh. Yes, he he doesn't like if you say fifty one. You have to say five one. Well, I mean, names are important. Yeah. Uh, that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Harry. All right, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been doing uh, so-so. I've uh, been seeing a suspicious number of pace, uh, posts on social media about people that are excited to go back to the pub. Yeah, I mean, I hope that that's ironic, but uh, maybe that is just the... The, the hoper and dreamer within me. Yeah, yeah. With the whole UK government going, oh, it's fine. Start going back to restaurants and pubs. COVID numbers haven't dropped and we don't have any treatments or cures, but like, yeah, it's fine. You know, drop the two metre spacing down at one metre for some reason. Well, you Go know, we've, we've had a word with the COVID and we've decided that uh, it's just, it'll be one metre now. It's agreed to that. Yeah, JK, JK. Definitely, um, definitely not so that capitalist businesses can put twice as many people inside their building. Yeah, frankly, I won't be going out, but I feel very sorry for any of the people, you know, who are, you know, either have lost their jobs at the beginning, I'm looking at you, Witherspoons. Yeah. You know, lost their jobs uh, at the beginning of the, the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, or anyone who undoubtedly is probably now being forced by places like the job centre to go and work. Yes, in if, you're, these if you're not going to work in these places, then you're not getting your uh, your uh, unemployment benefit. Yeah, uh, it, it's terrible. Like, let's not pretend that this is anything other than the government going. We want the economy moving again, and we're going. We've decided we have enough space in beds that we can sacrifice some lives to get this done. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be all it is. It's not that, uh, you know, the, the problem is going away or getting any less. The real yeah. thing is that the hospitals are less full than they were. Exactly, which means, ah, oh, we can loosen up again because there are physically beds to put people who might be dying. Exactly, we, we can kill a few more of you off, you know. Yeah. We, they, I mean, because they were desperate for the herd immunity. I've seen a lot of people go, you know, well, the government has failed on this and that and the other, but other people saying, well, actually, if the plan had always been herd immunity, this is pretty much what we'd have expected. Yeah. So, 
maybe you know they made some noise but ultimately they just stuck with their own plan and brutally murdered a huge number of the population yeah I will not be going out to pubs or restaurants or any of the such places that reopen or hairdressers. I'm going to be staying home, keep it, keeping on that 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 good lockdown stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to sort of monitor the situation as it unfolds. But for, at, at the moment, I would not be expecting to necessarily see much of the outside world till spring next year. Yeah, well, I've seen those uh, talk of like, oh, start seeing your friends in their houses, just don't sit too near each other. I'm like, I feel like that's not a good idea well as much as i miss people it's probably safer to not do that right now well my my partner's been told that uh, they'll probably have to be going back into the office uh, as of the end of july so there's that to look forward to you know i mean some of those people at at their office have got kids so yeah you know there's there's people going to school mixing that way then there's the whole office and then you know just just bringing it home at that point yeah you know they're I don't know. Is it was it was it is this the job creation we keep hearing so much about? You know, they're like creating that. jobs by killing off everybody. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, virtual ugly. Yeah, definitely. Good old mate, good old. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm going to pop the kettle on. So, and myself a cup so of am I, as it happens. Well then, I'll yeah. see you uh, next week then. Yeah. Nice. Laura. Me. Laura. Me. Laura. Me. Laura. Yes. Laura. Yes. Laura. Yes. Wait, we find you on the internet, though. <laughs> Laura K. Buzz in all of the places. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, laurakbuzz.com. All of the links to everything end up there. Um, you should check out my books. There's Uncomfortable Labels. It's already out. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. That's coming out on February 4th. You should be checking out Gender Euphoria, Stories of Joy from Trans, Non-Binary and Intersex Writers, which is available for pre-order now on Unbound. It is a paperback anthology of a bunch of different essays about moments of joy and happiness and glee that came out of being a being a non-cis person and exploring your gender and feeling affirmed in who you are and it's got a bunch of guest collaborators that have really interesting backgrounds um author mia violet has got a section in there uh we've got let me find some good examples from our project synopsis uh We've got stories like a an agender dominatrix being called Daddy for the first time. Uh, we've got a story about an Arab trans man getting his first tattoos in spite of cultural taboos. Uh, a non-binary intersex writer not having to choose between puberties. And a trans woman embracing her inner fighter. Uh, we have a bunch of different stories in there and hopefully it's just a big old positive book that we can go, hey, hey, this... this Lots of happy, nice trans stories in the midst of all the misery ones mm-hmm. going on at the moment. So uh, check that out on Unbound, unbound.com forward slash books forward slash gender dash euphoria. Uh, or just search gender euphoria Laura Dale Unbound on Google. You'll probably find it. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is up for pre-order and it will be written over the next couple of months. And then we'll be prepared to be a book that people can have in their hands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can get signed copies and whatnot. Yeah. Go check it out. There's a bunch of pre-order like backer bonuses and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I do a bunch of podcasts. There is uh, Pixel Squirt, where I talk about video game character pornography. Uh, there is Podquisition, where I tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh, I forgot to mention that video series I do, uh, Accessibility. Every Friday I do a video about video game industry uh, representation or accessibility. The most recent episode we will have had up when this goes live is one about uh, video games and dyslexia-friendly fonts. Mm. Um, other than that, there's Dice Funk, uh, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, every season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And there's another podcast I do with Jane. That's right. You're on Queer and Pleasant Strangers. No, not that one. Which you may be listening to now. No, the other one that we're both on. The other one that we're both on. That we've recorded up to January of next year for. We have. Polyarmory. <laughs> season yeah. two. Yes. It's a fifth edition real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast with you and me and Becky and the Nick Flair. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Around January next year. Oh, the things that will happen <laughs> in that episode. Well, I mean, we've just had the Parkin episode go up. Everyone oh. Loves Parkin. oh, everyone loves Parkin. Everyone loves Parkin. Oh, everybody loves Parkin. Parkin was such a good character. Oh, everybody loves Parkin. Everybody does love Parkin. I'm going to have to find a way to wedge him back into later parts of I, the story I think now. we need a shirt at some point that just says everybody loves Parkin. Parkin. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got to love parking. Um, I'm on patreon.com slash Radio. That's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month. You can support me in all the silliness I do and help me justify a 70-hour work week. Ah! Uh, yeah, apart from that, it's uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find all of my links there. You are really smart. You put them all in one place. I put a link to my link links. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's everything. So, Laura, <gasps> sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Right. <laughs>